0: The final storyteller for this evening is Lola Nankervis. (laughs) Lola graduated from Melbourne Uni two years ago and is currently working in the film and television world on her fourth gig as a runner. Let's go! Let's go! (laughs) We get mistaken for each other daily, which is the best compliment I could ever receive. She is um, one of my favourite writers and the funniest person I know, apart from you, Henry. Please make her feel very welcome.
1: Hi, everyone. Um, So I did a Backout Story like three and a half years ago and I wrote a letter to myself in the future um, to when I was, like, 35. So today I've written another letter to myself at the same age. (laughs) Dear Lola. Hey, bitch. (laughs) How the hell are you going over there in the future? Do we have flying cars yet? Imagine if I actually cared about that. (laughs) It's been just over three years since I wrote to you last. I'm 25. You're still 35. I probably should have picked an older age to write to because 35 feels a little too close. Although I guess 10 years ago I was 15 and that feels like a long time ago. Have I changed since I was 15? The main thing I can think of is the fact that my boobs were bigger back then. (laughs) They were taken away from me because I didn't appreciate them and wore sports bras to school every day to flatten them out. (laughs) Can you imagine? Where the hell was feminism back then? Sometimes when I want to make a comment on being a woman but can't push my brain beyond the short attention span internet world I live in to articulate a fully formed sentence and exploration into what I'm trying to say, I just chuck the word feminism out there and (laughs) hope people assume I've said something profound. Anyway, I've done my years with smaller boobs and I'm finally ready for them to get bigger. I promise I would never wear a sports bra again, for feminism. (laughs) So I'm writing to you in the year 2034, and I'm desperate to know if I ever become one of those people that just get off Instagram <laughs> for good. I'd like to think I'm someone that isn't addicted, but I want to be real with you, Lola. I fully am. How is our screen time these days? Is it so embarrassing to be 35 and still have the Instagram handle Espresso Marquini? <laughs> It's not really funny now. I can't imagine it's gonna be funny in 10 years. (laughs) Shout out though. I realized my phone addiction was bad the other day on the tram. I'll paint a little picture. I'm at the tram stop with my headphones on listening to something like Leonard Cohen because A, I literally love that guy and B, if one of those people come up to me filming and ask what I'm listening to for their YouTube video, that would be a pretty cool answer. I get on the tram, sit down and just start scrolling. The first 10 minutes of the journey go by in a flash because I'm just relentlessly scrolling. I don't think I've even blinked as I go from meme to meme, stalk person to person. The notification comes up telling me I've reached my daily limit but before I even register what I'm looking at my fingertips remind me in 15 minutes. And I'm back to looking at the grandma of the actor that had one line in that movie I watched a few weeks ago. Someone bumps me and I'm brought back to life. I get out of Instagram and delete the app. I need to get a grip. I click my phone off and look around at the real world. This is what I should be looking at. This is where I'm gonna experience real emotions and interactions. This is where I'm going to, i open my phone again. And my thumb automatically taps where the Instagram app used to sit. I didn't even mean to, but that's what I tap when I open my phone, except this time it's the Grilled app, (laughs) and I'm too embarrassed to admit, even to myself, that I'd already forgotten that I'd deleted Instagram, so I pretend like I meant to click on Grilled, and I just start building my own burger. (laughs) Thankfully my phone dies before I end up actually ordering. I put my phone away and pull out my book. I'm a big reader. As I open up to my page, I look around the tram, shaking my head. 99% of people are glued to their phones. It's truly a depressing sight. Whatever happened to a little bit of old-school entertainment? I want to yell in their faces. I want to throw their phones out the window. Hello? Maybe try and see what's actually going on in front of you, not on your screen? I want those YouTubers to come up to me now and ask me what I'm listening to. Um, I actually prefer to spend my free time improving my language skills and vocab. Maybe you should make a video on what books people are reading. God, it makes me sick. Feels good to be off the grid, it always does. Feels refreshing. I don't have to answer to anyone. I don't have to be reminded of anything. I'm not exactly sure how I'm gonna meet my friends that I'm meeting for dinner, or how I'm gonna get the tickets to the show that we're seeing that were texted to my phone, but right this second on this busy tram, I feel really good, (laughs) present. But I would love to Google the author of the book I'm reading, and how to pronounce the main character's name, and the brand of the boots the girl sitting opposite me is wearing, and what the weather is right now, and what time it is, and what stop I'm supposed to be getting off at. I may be free without a phone, but God, am I an idiot. (laughs) Lola, please tell me the future is phone free or it's just something that doesn't interest you anymore. <laughs> a lot has changed since the last time I wrote, so I thought I'd give you a little update. I went through a breakup. Shout out, Louie. <laughs> He's not here, He's... <laughs> No, we're still friends. <laughs> and have a lot of the same friends, so we still see each other around, which is so nice and so hard. I-Y-K-Y-K. I should give a warning that my current obsession is saying I-Y-K-Y-K, and it's definitely starting to annoy me, so hopefully I've stopped saying it by the time you're reading this. Dad, it means if you know, you know. I-Y-K-Y-K. Hugo loves it. I-Y-K-Y-K. <laughs> no, but seriously, breakups are hard. i I'm not gonna get into it here, Lola. It's still a little fresh for me, aka two years ago. Just look at our Notes app, and you'll be reminded of the journey. Where are we living at the moment? Since I last wrote, I, mo- I moved into my first share house. And unless you're living overseas, Lola, I hope you're still in this same house. If we are still living in, living in it, surely we eventually move the washing machine out of the kitchen so the door can open properly. And hopefully the leak in Asha's room was not from the bath because you're the only one that takes baths. And I hope that we woke up one morning and the house had just suddenly started facing north. I'm joking, it's perfect. We never want to leave. I'm sitting on the balcony right now writing to you. I can't fit a desk in my room so I put one out here, which I'm obviously fully addicted to, but I obviously never use. It was winter when I first got it and that night I was so keen to get out into the fresh air and get some shit done. So I got into some warm clothes, got a blanket, made a cup of tea, got a little sweet treat, climbed out the window, forgot the tea, came back out, forgot my phone, came back out took some pics of the setup, sat down, and my laptop died like two minutes later. <laughs> There's five of us in the house. How are they all going? Hugo gave himself a nickname early on that somehow stuck, and he yells out every time he comes through the front door, the king is home! <laughs> I hope he still does that. Is Isabel still making crazy two-minute noodles? The other night she got a chicken Maggi noodle packet, added that, added that seasoning, then got the seasoning from a shin rum yum packet, added that, a slice of plastic cheese, sriracha and some Cajun spice. It was randomly yum. Is Ash a full doctor now? He's just finished second year medicine and honestly the thing he seemed to struggle with the most was finishing watching The Sopranos. He tried to watch a couple of episodes in bed one morning and came out looking wrecked. Said he was so uncomfortable and it was so hard to get through. Literally could not relate. And how's Claire? Do we still cry together? The other other night she was telling me about the vows at a wedding she'd been to. She didn't know the people that well and I didn't know them at all but soon enough we're weeping in the kitchen. (laughs) hugging each other because Pete told Tess that he thought about marrying her during their first ever conversation. (laughs) Speaking of crying, how are the tears these days, Lola? Are we still seeing a psychologist? It took a while for me to finally book in with one. For so long, my to-do list would look something like this. Get a haircut, clean sheets, put phone charger in car, see a psych. (laughs) But the thing about realizing you need to see a psych is that you're usually at the point where doing anything to get that process started feels impossible. I booked an appointment with my GP to make a mental health plan years ago. Probably around breakup season, but it wasn't just the breakup, <laughs> it was a whole mix of things. Um, I cried to my GP and told her how I was feeling, and we had a great chat, and she gave me a list of numbers to call to try and get an appointment. So that day I went home, and I remember sitting outside and calling these six numbers, and one after the other said, I'm really sorry, but we aren't taking new clients. One woman had the best voice, so warm and friendly, and I remember being so desperate to talk to her. She said she knows I was probably hearing this from a lot of places, but please don't stop trying. But I did stop trying. I couldn't bring myself to get to that next step and find other clinics. I couldn't be bothered, I didn't have the energy. About six months later, I was still feeling down, seeing friends, but I wasn't really enjoying things as much as I'd used to, and the way my body and whole demeanor would shift as soon as I'd leave made me realize I was kind of putting it on when I was with people. It felt fake and I didn't know how to act normal anymore. So I rang all those numbers again, and they all told me the same thing, not taking new clients. I didn't feel like I could try any harder, so I stopped again. And then I moved out into this amazing share house and I was feeling pretty good and excited, but then I started feeling crazy. And I don't like to call a woman crazy. (laughs) But I was just feeling worse and worse. And it was so frustrating because I was so excited to be living with these people. And I had this incredible job and I was starting to get on the apps, but then I was coming home and turning the dryer on so my housemates couldn't hear me crying. And I was crying in the car and crying in bed (laughs) and crying in the bathroom at work And I didn't want to go out even though I knew it would make me feel better. And then I felt embarrassed about being home all the time because I didn't want my housemates to worry about me. And I'd already cried to all of them and they'd already listened and given me advice. But months were passing and we were having the same conversations and I just wasn't changing anything. I knew the things that would make me feel better but I just couldn't bring myself to do any of them. And it seeped into every aspect of my life. I felt like I couldn't do anything right at my job, felt like a bad friend, a bad housemate, a bad daughter, sister. I was in full, woe is me mode and I didn't know how to break out of it. And then I got shingles and I thought, (laughs) fuck Lola, you've got to pull yourself together. Who the hell gets shingles? So I Googled Melbourne psychologists, found a place and had an appointment booked for three months time. It was a while away, but having it booked in felt good. Felt like I was capable of still actually doing things. I've had six sessions with Jane. I really like her. She has good hair that reminds me of my mom or Elaine from Seinfeld. When I first started seeing her, she said it sounded like I was depressed. There's something scary about hearing a professional say that about you, especially because we've always been more of an anxiety family. I didn't know if I really believed her. I kind of felt like what I was feeling wasn't as bad as what other people would be feeling. So do I have the right to claim that word? but it also gave me this tiny bit of reassurance that I hadn't just turned into this lazy, self-loathing person and I would be able to stop wallowing at some point. Acknowledge these feelings and try to get on with it. As my mum said to Claudia one day when she was trying to climb a ladder, feel the fear and do it anyway. (laughs) Are we still seeing Jane Lola? Obviously we haven't been consistently seeing her because that would be financially insane. But I just wanna know if we ever went back. My GP only referred me for six sessions, and then said, we'll check back in and see if you need the next four. I feel like it's taken me six sessions to finally realize what I wanna work on, what my issues are. And now having to go back to the doctor and do it all again feels like too much of a hassle. I'd try and study psych and change the system, but I haven't had all 10 sessions yet, so I'm still 40% depressed. (laughs) No, come on, I'm feeling good. Spotify actually has stopped recommending me sad girl playlists. I'm now getting hot girl summer. (laughs) Jane was helpful, but two months in Europe was more helpful. IYKYK. I hope you're feeling good now, Lola. There's so much I want to ask about the future. I want to know what you're doing for work, who you're in love with, what you have for breakfast. I wanna know if you, Claude and Hen, ever get the tuna and rice tattoo. I wanna know if you ever get into weekly yoga. Stretching. (laughs) I wanna know if you still panic when you're doing a quiz and the question is naming countries starting with a certain letter. I wanna know if we still go to bed really late. But I can't know that stuff and I don't really need to. I've got everything I need right here. I'll write to you again in a few years. Lots of love, see you soon. Lola.
0: Oh, now I'm crying. It's fine, it's fine. She read that to me yesterday and I cried, so I'm just crying again. Um, Thank you, Lola, for, (laughs) sorry. Um, Thank you for coming. Thank you to Ben for... (laughs) Thank you to and Tilly for selling the tickets and Tamron and Zoe for selling the t-shirts. Thank you to the Brunswick Artist Bar. And thank you to all the five storytellers. Thank you for coming. See you next time.